You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. talking about blood sweat and tears self-titled album in the room i have sean hi rob <laughs> adam mm-hmm. andrew hi and ben mm. <laughs> all right blood sweat and tears the self-titled second album by the band of the same name it was released december 11th 1968 on columbia records the producer is james william gershio and the genre is rock jazz and from the book will fulford jones he was a singer at 15 then a Brill building songsmith and the organist on Like a Rolling Stone, but Al Cooper always wanted his own band. He got it in 1967 when the guitarist Steve Katz left his blues project with the aim of fusing their fiery blues rock with jazz under the banner of Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Cooper quit after the well received Child is Father to the Man, but Katz and Pals decided to carry on without the, the driving force, hiring Canadian singer David Clayton Thomas to replace him. Good move. A poppy reworking of Cooper's ideas, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, hit number one and scooped the Grammy for Album of the Year. Even by 1960s standards, the album was too big for its boots, bookended by two psychedelic rewrites of the first of Satie's Gymnopities, and centered on an indulgent 12-minute jazz rock jam. Still, there's plenty that works. Horn-heavy covers of Traffic, Smiling Phases, and Laura Nero's and When I Die are well-judged. As is the reading of Brenda Holloway's You Made Me So Very Happy. Taking on Billie Holiday's God Bless the Child is risky, but the convincing Clayton Thomas is up to the task. Their success proved short-lived after a Nixon-funded tour of Europe and the Las Vegas cabaret run. Blood, Sweat, and Tears credibility was shot. All right, what do we think of self-titled Blood, Sweat, and Tears? Second album. This sounds like the soundtrack to a rock and roll musical that my mom can't wait to tell me about. (laughs) (laughs) Barb. It sounds like when you listen closely to chest hair. (laughs) All right. Whoa. Chest hair. Hot takes. Musical. I thought it sounded like classical jazz students trying to be creative, like soul rock fusion band. Well, yeah. And that's, as, I mean, exactly kind of what it is, but... I think I like this band so... for the exact same reason why I dislike the Budos band. Oh, like, Tell me. it. Who I love. I know. It's, I do it, like the Budos band. Yeah, and, and, and I, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> no, like, all of this shit, it, like, and it may, like, I have a real soft spot for, like, Godspell... And okay. for Jesus Christ Superstar and all of that really shitty shit, but it, it's because I was coming up playing in marching band at that time. Uh. So this just sounds exactly like marching band arrangements of songs <laughs> that are better and other things. But like the the entire like I I 
actively enjoyed this entire record. Oh, you're and, a crazy person. I, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, my opinion. Like, I was trying to think of what I think it sounds like, and I was going to say, it's like the soundtrack to a hyperactive child's brain. <laughs> like, like maybe a gifted hyperactive child, but it's just like... Bah, 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 it's just, it's, yeah, but he's 45 also. <laughs> maybe, yeah. yeah. Man, he's a, he's a man-child. Yeah. But it's mania. It's that... And I don't know how I feel about it, because it's so crazy that I'm kind of like... I'm a little impressed. I'm a little, like, chill out, buddy. And I don't know. I have no idea how I feel about it. Yeah, like, the musicianship is great. Like, I mean, they're, you know, it's super tight. Uh, but it's so much stuff crammed into a small space. Yeah. And it's, like, hard to wrap your brain around. Yeah. It's, like, it's like uh, more frustrating after a while than, like... And yeah, I feel, I find it... It's like a mastiff living in a New York apartment. Right. It's like, yes, I'm just yeah. like, ah! <laughs> when you have a voice like that... Cool with dog, a, yeah. but Jesus. <laughs> like, like, a voice like that plus a band like that is just... If it was like a softer or smoother voice with like a band like that, fine. Or if it was like that voice with like a little more of a... Yeah, it seems like thing. Tom Jones. Right, and Tom, like, Tom, and Tom Jones does it, though. I, Tom Jones, like, I feel like has, strikes the balance and he knows when to kind of pull back. I don't know about and, that, but like... I mean, <laughs> I, 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 actually, his later stuff. No, I, li- I like Tom Jones. <laughs> yeah. I do, I'm just... But like, he's pretty over the top, too. Sure. I'm but just I, saying it's like, it's a abrasive. Yeah. Both th- of them. Yeah, I think Tom Jones a little more dynamic where this is always that like... like, like yeah, you might be right. Yeah, like even... The like you make me so very happy or whatever, um, you've made me so very happy. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually called, mm-hmm. which is strange. Like that song is like sweet and romantic, and yet he's just like getting in someone's face about it. Like I'm so <laughs> glad you came to my life, and to my party, and you're here. Oh my God. <laughs> it's really intense. Like just you know, because you know that old couples dance at their anniversary parties. Oh my god! And it's so like okay. <laughs> so glad. Sometimes it seems like they tried to do a James Brown sort of mm-hmm. like vibe, and I was just, it just, it just sounds bad. It just sounds like they're they're trying to do this like soul, like upbeat, like funky, like thing, and I'm just, I just don't like it. Yeah, don't I like kinda, it at I all. Again, felt that's like... exactly how I feel about the Budos band. Yeah, <laughs> like the the reaction that you have is well, how I feel about them. I, would, I don't know or why. Do you just I would not counter... like the guy with the shaker ray. Oh, I really don't like him. I counter that <laughs> with saying that. They do, they have this like groove rock thing that they do where it's like, okay, we're in this, it, it's like very groove heavy where it just continues, kind of repeats and does that sort of uh, 70s like right. funk vibe, uh, soul funk vibe stuff. And this is just like, let's, now we'll turn and we'll do this and now we're going to switch, we're going to do this. At one point they were doing like a Tito Puente song, like there's in the a, middle. There's a mambo breakdown in yeah. God Bless This Child. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's Why? many genres that Did they cover, and the none song? of them they do like especially well, uh, or like it doesn't break out at least like for that genre. It's like a way. bunch of like jazz kids in a small town. We're like, okay, we can all be in this band. We'll just make it work, <laughs> and they did it, and everybody wanted to be the best. Yeah. I just can't imagine that it elevates those songs to be better having multiple parts it shows that they can do it but at the same time it's more like a spectacle i think, I think yeah maybe yeah, what it is that's like this is like a vegas show version <laughs> of all the other stuff and i mean it, i think that's it's, what's it's like a giant medley it's like cirque mm-hmm. du soleil you know it's where it's like like i'm impressed don't get me wrong like there's a lot happening and you're really like putting together a bunch of talented people and doing some showy stuff but like, would I choose listening to this over any of the 
references that they're making. I think that's right. that was no, my James would, Brown comment. I was like, I would instantly, or Billy Holiday. Yeah, any like, of those other I mean, artists, I would just put on. Yeah, like what what kind of mood are you supposed to be in for this music? That's like, Grob over there. He's, I think you're supposed to be out. like I, think at a, I was gonna say like I think you're supposed to be like at a public center, like an amphitheater, right. or a um like Vegas type setting where the energy has to stay up the whole time. And you're yeah. like you are a person who's like needs to be constantly engaged so that you're not gambling in the next room or something else. I think this this is for this is like entertainment more than it's art. Right. So that means it's like as an album really not a good idea. Like just play live. And like I would never put a record like this on. And this album of the year. <laughs> okay, so what if like you and your other like 14-year-old marching band friends mm-hmm. are all like you're all staying at one of the friends' houses and you're staying overnight but the parents are gone, so you're gonna stay up late, and you're drinking way too much Mountain Dew, and the year is 1969. I knew Mountain Dew was a part of this. And you're, you're like, let's listen to some blood, sweat, and tears really loud. Yeah. And like, they're bouncing off the walls and stuff. Like, that, that's who I think listens to it. Should we be letting 14 year olds on Mountain Dew dictate the 1001 albums you have to hear before you die? <laughs> well, if they bought enough copies to make <laughs> an album of the year. Fair. I think they might actually be the official band of Jolt Cola, <laughs> um, but I'm not sure. Maybe it was due. If you have a free minute, yeah. look at the past members yeah. section of their Wikipedia page. There are thousands of <laughs> It's like it's like three columns, and you have to like keep on scrolling. Oh my god! Yeah, that's it's the thing huge. too. I guess is like if you're in into like ensemble bands like that, where they just need somebody to play all the parts. That's one thing. But like if you're into chemistry, it's not. And I feel like every episode I'm on, I talk about chemistry, and I'm sorry, but... It's a big thing. It doesn't matter in this band. Their chemistry is just irrelevant because they're just playing parts. Well, they're they're also playing them hard. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like anybody can show up and play the part hard. Like, there's not... You know, like there's not that weird nuance. Rob's rocking out to a Laura Nairo maybe. song. Yeah, it's pretty good. Is this a, a Laura Nairo song? This one yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I hate this music. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally this is the, not the, good. The music that I just I despise, and I did so much research on Laura Nairo that I I, I self realized that this kind of Godspelly music is just the worst for me. <laughs> it can't pick anything. <laughs> And it doesn't elevate anything. I think uh, you're right. I'm not going to argue is, with which you. Which is weird because I like weird jazz, you know, that fusion stuff or metal that changes tempos and rhythms and all stuff. But this kind of happy-go-lucky weird that is just <laughs> so silly. that It is. I mean, like, what kind of mood are you in where you put this on on purpose? Uh, I, I can see if it comes on the radio and you're like, good, I'm having this kind of day anyway. What's this song but, about? Who knows? Because... <laughs> So I think we've kind of all established, right? Like this is the, this is a live band. They decide to go with this 
up-tempo kind of uh, musical theater. Not mm-hmm. even theater, but... But it's also kind of like... It's, it's regional theater. It's like the doors with no darkness. You know, what like, does their first album sound like? It does not sound like this, and I enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, yeah it doesn't I, have a lot of covers, and it has Al Cooper... I feel like I'm learning more about Al Cooper every week. Yes. <laughs> I, I went from knowing nothing about him a year ago to now, like, holy shit, Al Cooper's lurking in the shadows of every album I've ever heard. Yeah. He's like, some, like you just, like, you shake out the rugs hard enough and you're going to find Al Cooper in there. Yeah, and I did a little research on the Brill uh, building <laughs> that wrote tons and tons of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts of uh, artists got wrote songs there, War Nero obviously being one of them, but... It definitely seemed like this was a sort of one of those bands that kind of was composed as the the Brill building, I guess it had like a certain sound, and I would say that they kind of have that that sound. Was Goffin King uh Brill building? Uh Gary Goffin and Carol King. Yeah, Carol King, yeah. 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 But it also had a uh, like Neil Diamond oh, yeah. and like a lot of those other uh singers that, that have this sort of is that like a Tin Pan Alley thing or something? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's in New York, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it goes goes way back. And it has a really unique sound, at least. Like, if you heard Blood, Sweat, and Tears, you'd be like, that's who this is. That's you know, true. Like, and that's great. They did or Chicago. Oh, fine. No, the vocals are way different. Vocals are also different from other Blood, Sweat, and Tears, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, from the first album. Yeah. But then they... They basically sound like. I those. mean, statistically, yeah. somebody in this room was in blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> <laughs> it was Rob. It was Rob. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I was kind of. I was a little bit drunk when I was writing my original notes a few days ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're fun. And uh, I wrote. Uh, I I don't know what, so- what song this was in reference to, but I wrote that I want a toilet big enough to give this entire band a swirly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big toilet. Wow, yeah. that's pretty negative. That's thousands of people. You want to bully people in this <laughs> band. But Ben's like that. Was so. it Blues Part 2? No, it was, 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 was before it, that. Was it 11 minutes of... Yeah, I'm curious about that cool song. Blues. What do you think about that song? Uh, I think the bass fucking rules on the entire thing, and then it does some stuff, and then all of a sudden the vocals come in, and I'm like, all right, you bookended huh. it. I think they could have picked any other name for that song. Like jazz, <laughs> jazz Odyssey? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is a, sort of a jazz song yeah, yeah i would never listen to that and be like this is the blues oh and also like th- this shit reminds me of like emerson lake and palmer like uh, late like why. like yeah, works okay like okay. specifically like their 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 works record and yeah like i i still actively like that like pre-prog this is proto what about i think that's a good reference part two where they just go into sunshine of your love do you, do you like that part two <laughs> like it I love it. You sunshine of your love. It. That was like jumping the ju- just totally yeah. the Tito Puente like, part. Definitely was like jumping just, the shark, just and the then it's like on water ski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys like cream? Yeah. <laughs> that that is essentially that and the Tito Puente were like. Oh, this is definitely. They went to Vegas, and this is their act. Like they right are now, just, we're hearing the like that. Yeah, mambo yeah. breakdown part. This is just a montage of big lights flashing by. Think, yeah, yeah. I think that's the what you have to accept when you listen to this group is that like they want to do what they want to do, and like they they could just play the song, and it would be very boring for them to do that, and so they've chosen to like. Zazz it all up, but there's so much 
freaking sparkle on this thing that like in a album context it becomes kind of distasteful. Yeah, like the guy with the shaker ray on those Buddha's band <laughs> I think, records. I think I just figured out why I don't like the the stuff is because if I feel like the the medleys they're doing is for the audience. That's what I'm trying to say. It's though. not for them. That's well, why I hate it. Uh, is because they're doing this stuff to purposely be like, see what we can do. Right. It is not it is not the weird like well, Mr. Showing. Bungle stuff where it's like, we want to do this because it's it's weird and we it's far out this the sort of thing that uh, Frank Zappa was doing, you know, like I want these changes to be striking and, and interesting, but I feel like they are doing it purposely to be like, check out this part now and I think you're trying to keep the attention of yeah. the audience yeah, yeah. in a way that like isn't always the best choice. <laughs> Man, I bet that Vegas I bet that Vegas show was really good. I bet it was I good bet too. It was fucking I, I bet good. if it was like three in the morning and you'd been fucking doing speedballs and drinking <laughs> since eight in the morning, this show was really good. Yeah. <laughs> like it's after you so just much sweat. after you just won a hundred thousand dollars. After losing right. 200000 yeah. I bet this is a really cool show. Well, what goes up must come down. Yeah. Right? You know, like, I feel that, man. I bet you can still uh, see some form of that show at a state fair next year. Yeah. yeah. And what, I what bet guys... there's nine people on stage, and I bet none of them are older than 50 years old. Will you yeah. be my date? It's then? a bunch of <laughs> yes. kids band with... Uh, it's a bunch of kids Rob was in band with. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing. Let's talk about Spinning Wheel. How do you guys feel about that song? I've always... I like it, and then it loses me when it goes... Uh, I'm like, no, just just play the song straight through. I don't... The merry-go-round don't need to break down if you're writing a rock song. Like, I like the bulk of the song, and then they just, really, they put in that carousel part, and and I just want it to fuck off. (laughs) It is iconic, though. Like, everybody knows this song, and you don't remember when you first heard it. It's just part of your brain. I have uh, always kind of disliked it, and now I've never really I know why. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've always liked the song, and the again going back, the the bassist on this band is just so good at bass, and I know that they're all like really good at their instruments, but like I want to see what that dude did. Like we can probably find out. I don't want to now <laughs> that I know I can. Rob, do you have a financial interest in the well-being of Blood, Sweat, and Tears? Are you trying to keep us alive for some reason? Are you in the pocket of big Blood, Sweat, and Tears? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> nice. You seem like a plant suddenly. Yeah. Yeah, he's got anti-stock in Budo's band. <laughs> yeah. Hello, fellow youths. Have you heard Say of Say no the... to Daptone. Yeah. This, like, the, the, the sound in Spinning Wheel... I think that there are bands of this era that do that sound better. I think the Ides of March do it with their their track, uh, what is it, Vehicle? Like, I'm a friend yeah. of the Andrew in a black sedan. Oh, that song's amazing. It's awesome. I think that Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels do this sound better. Of just like the heavy R&B, uh, heavy R&B rock, like big band horns, uh, like Devil in the Blue Dress, you mm-hmm. know? like I think that both of those bands... And, and th- I'm speaking specifically about the song Spinning Wheel and not the part we're listening to right now where for some reason it's a jazz trumpet solo. Yeah. <laughs> but like, the, like the, the hooky, catchy parts of the song, I think there's other bands that do that better. Yes. Well, what, I think other bands say. let moments happen and I think that Blood, Sweat, and Tears forces moments to happen and the moments probably happen the exact same way every single time they perform and it's just, you know, there's yeah. n- nothing organic about it. 
just when you're talking now about, I don't know whether it's a jazz solo, I just imagine this Blood, Sweat, and Tears t-shirt that just says, Jazz Happens. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Guys, wow. I'm going to make sweat. that shirt for you, Rob. <laughs> Christmas is right around the corner, buddy. <laughs> a big sweatshirt. Uh, a blood sweatshirt and tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The song is just <laughs> totally off the rails at this point. Yeah. I usually like that kind of stuff, though. The stuff right here? Yeah. Well, just when it's just like, just make it weird. Super weird. But it's like, it's like <laughs> regimentedly weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Is like, they do it so often that you're no longer surprised. It's like, it's cool when it's like the one song in like six songs in a row that did something weird like that. And then, and then you say, oh, that was an interesting choice. Why did they do that then? This feels like, like clockwork orange masturbation session. <laughs> it's like, Here's the fun part. Ready? Like, right. like <laughs> I've got your eyes peeled back. <laughs> Like honey, darling, yeah, I know you're sweet to me. Each passing day brings us much closer together. And the love you give me, darling, just gets better and better. That's why I'm a love for you. Keep on growing more and more all the time. More and more all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gonna say it again now. Would you say that here. they're using the studio as an instrument? No, they're using the studio <laughs> to their advantage. We get it. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go around. How do we all feel? I hate it. I think <laughs> I'm just going to be neutral or negative on it because it's just this is not the kind of music I like, and I don't under. I don't get why people are are up on this kind of music. Other than just being like technically good, I find really nothing interesting in the songs. Any of the soul songs that I sort of liked, I was like, well, I would just put on a James Brown album or somebody else who has like has some real soul, some uh, Wilson Pickett or somebody like that. I would just put those songs on instead, and they could absolutely pick a direction. You know, they have a direction for the song instead of just being like, "Oh, let's stick in a couple different parts." I just don't find any of the songs good. Are we ever going to talk about Wilson Pickett? I don't think so. We would have by now. Yeah, we would. That is unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, having having this kind of stuff and not having those others. What do you think, Sean? Uh, I echo everything you just said. I get a negative for the exact same reasons, and uh, and that's it. <laughs> Rob, how do you feel? This album makes me so very happy. <laughs> I'm glad it came into my life. <laughs> Positive. Wait, you're so happy. <laughs> Where's your high kick, Rob? I can't. This Sa- song. Saving it for the next this Van Morrison man record. High kicks. Bar Lafonte would fall down <laughs> if I high kicked right now. Thank Fair. you very much. <laughs> no, I, I, it. it it beats the ever-living shit out of everything else that was happening in 1968-69, so... Wow! Maybe give wow, a dude. Oh, oh! Take oh. it down a notch. Seriously. <laughs> All right, it's better than a lot of things that were happening at this exact same does time. Does it deserve the Grammy? I believe it does. Wow. This is the album of the year, and I'm sure that the people it really put it in that position... It did, yes. Grant, yeah. Yeah, Grant, You've yeah. made me so very sad. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What, what, what should have gotten album of the year? 
I don't uh, know. Neil Young and Crazy Horse. There you go. Well, that's that's an opinion. <laughs> Anyone else got any any hot takes? When did Kick Out the Jams come out? Uh, th- ooh. The funny thing Good is, a uh, couple were up for uh, this this year that we're gonna talk about or have talked about. Crosby, Stills, and Nash were up for the Grammy. Oh, as, this is way better than that. As well as. Um, 1968 uh, was when the San, race riots and like all San the like, Quentin. There's got to be something more We're inspired. We're in 69 now. Yeah, but there's got to be nice. something. This also beat out, um, what was it? Uh, Abbey Road, I believe. What? As we know, the cream always rises to the top. <laughs> Are you uh, talking wheat about from the, the shaft? The part of uh, the blues part two where they go into Sunshine of Your Love is that the cream rising to the top? <laughs> that, that, that may be. I'd love to be done with this before that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, the others were uh, Abbey Road, Age of Aquarius by Fifth Dimension, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and uh, San Quentin, Johnny Cash. Hmm. So, okay, interesting. But yeah. um, uh, and this one won. My opinion, I'm struggling uh, between negative and neutral. Uh, neutral. I just, <laughs> <laughs> trying to bolster his team, but uh, I'm not raising the price of your stocks. Um, uh, I think it might be negative in that, like, it's weird though because there is I, a twelve-minute jazz me, odyssey song. Well, let me put it this way: like, there's a drum solo. On I feel too. last week we I gave a neutral yeah, to is. an album that I didn't like for that I would I would I would rather listen to this Blood, Sweat, and Tears record in the background than I would to the Crosby, Stills, and Nash that we did last week. Mm. Um, I don't like either of them. And I would rather not listen to either, either of them ever again. But uh, <laughs> Desert Island. <laughs> so it's like I feel like I have to give it uh, a neutral. Though I think they like it's so hard when somebody swings for the fences and fails because it's like it's so, this is crazy. This record's crazy, and like it's it's there's not a lot of stuff that sounds like this. So I don't want to just like automatically discredit it uh, for not working, which it doesn't really work. But like An album of the year. Which is apparently it worked, (laughs) you know. But I mean, like, so did like I'm sure like Big and Rich has won awards as well. But you know, I mean, it's those awards are ridiculous. But like the, I think I have to. Sorry to be so long winded. I feel like I have to give it a neutral, even though I think it's a failure of an album. (laughs) Uh, I just think it's it's bad. It's like it's Vegas. It's just everything you don't like about Vegas. (laughs) <laughs> but it's also like they're trying something and I just hadn't heard anyone doing quite this yet. And so I'm going to give them a little credit. It's like way to go and try this. By the way, it sucks. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all right, that's my take. Cool. I hadn't heard anyone else suck it up yet with this style. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I kind of was debating whether or not to go neutral or, or negative. Um, I got to give him credit for, you know, the musicianship and, and, you know, like it's very well rehearsed and and executed for, for what it is, but it's not something that I enjoy listening to. And I'm not, if it would be one thing if it, if it had like been especially influential and like, and, you know, you could point to it as this record that, you know, all these other things came after it, but I don't really hear that. So I don't know that it necessarily belongs in the book or as, you know. It's like one of those uh, jello molds with like a whole salmon in it and a bunch of like fruit floating in there where it's like, this is perfect. (laughs) I do not want it. (laughs) Yes. It's like, it's also, it's like all these, it's ultimately a bunch of kooky covers. 
If yeah. you really like, if you honestly yeah. assess this album, it's the, they're kooky interpretations of other people's music. Right. So it's like, how could it really influence That are kind of people? fit together in a weird way. Yeah. Well, how could it influence other people exactly, in the sense yeah. of like a... Usually when you talk about influence, you're talking about like a songwriting style, I feel like, or often. This is like a presentation right. versus, versus of other people's music. It's like me first in the Gimme Gimmies. I mean, kind <laughs> of, yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah, like... like they're they're doing it with maybe more awareness, but <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah. So I think I'm gonna lean toward the negative on this one. Mm. I didn't really like it. I'm gonna give it a negative. Mm. All right, that's it, huh? Yeah. What what else can I say? There you go. <laughs> Nothing else needs to be said. Mm. All right. Next time we'll be talking about the Flying Burrito Brothers, the Gilded Palace of Sin. All right. Thanks, y'all. Others were untrue